Saying low, Apple Music. Paolo Nettini, incredible artist. Come on. Takes his time, you know. Definitely likes to exist in the shadows until he's ready to step into the light. As good things do. Likes to drink. Don't we all? As good things. As, yeah. Don't we all? We do. Well, we do. We do. Yeah. As does he. Went on a little walkabout in between tours and albums. Lasted a few years. Really stretching those legs. Yeah. Like a good eight to ten year distance between his last record, Caustic Love, which I love, by the way, and this brand new album, which is just incredible. It's called Last Night in the Bittersweet. It covers the most amount of ground I feel that any Paolo Nettini album has done. Shows every side of his songwriting ability, and uh, it's just beautifully produced. Now, Paolo, when he first came out, had this kind of meteoric rise to success, and, and again, was very reluctant when it came to conversations or doing anything like that. He talks a bit about that in this conversation. You know, the things he doesn't want to do is what we're about to share with you but he and I have always seen eye to eye and always had good conversations so I find myself on the right side of this experience with an incredible and somewhat reluctant superstar Paolo Nettini in a rare conversation talking about his new album and other things this is the remarkable Paolo Nettini when I first heard this song you know it was at the end of listening to the, what is an amazing album Paolo Excellent. Thanks, Thanks. It's so beautiful and it's so wide and broad and covers so much amazing ground. But that song, Rider, just absolutely, I was pretty speechless when I heard that. Um, I felt like anybody who's ever strived to communicate through art and realizes that it's both a wonderful pursuit, but also at the same time, kind of futile. <laughs> You know, because it's, like, it's like you can never reach everybody and you can never really ultimately make your point perfectly. I just feel like that song really summed up the, the whole process for me. Oh, wow. Uh, thank, thank you for, for listening to it. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's the main thing. It's nice to see you then. You look well. Yeah, you too, man. It's been a long time. I'm trying to think the last time we caught up was around Caustic Love and you've lived a life and I've moved from the UK and a lot's happened. But um. Focusing on this album and, and where it began and the whole timeline, Paolo, I mean, we're going to get into that. My first question is just, how are you now? How do you feel when you finish an album? It's it's so few and far between. I wonder how you sort of feel personally, because the last time you finished one and finished your tour, you went walkabout. So how do you feel now? You know, I feel, uh, I feel happy to be back on tour and happy to be moving around again, like I think every, anybody would, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm happy to be back playing and, and communicating with people that 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 I'm, and hearing from people what they think of the of the music, you know, directly hearing from people and seeing people's reactions are are something that that you you know you can't you can't get any other way than than playing a live show. So yeah, and and also I'm trying my best to fit in a few wonders in between <laughs> because that's. I, I must admit, it's where I feel. I do, I do feel most creative, and that I can think. You know, for instance, I had a little bit of a gap there um, between shows, and we went to do some recording. We had, you know, some try some new ideas in uh, in Brussels, where we go to a studio. We've been going there for the last ten years, and I had a few extra days, and I'd never been to Antwerp, and I decided to to go there and just have a think and just walk about and yeah what a place i also managed luckily to catch iggy pop and <laughs> thurston moore who were playing in this tiny little jazz festival i'm jealous Park. now i'm jealous now i mean that's a show <laughs> bro that's a show yeah the thurston moore group played 
played before Iggy Pop, and it was one stage in this little park in Antwerp. It was great. It was, I was lucky to be there at the time. I love that you went to that because if I think back to a song like "Lose It," there's definitely some Sonic Youth going on there. I know a lot of people have mentioned lots of different things when they heard that, but it's just that that trust and willingness to find a, a groove and let that be the dynamic for the over the course of the song and not feel like you have to go hard left and hard right you know what i mean and i i feel like i hear i hear those artists in, in a song like that or at least the way that they what they mean to you but that song actually came about in belgium in that same studio that we were at and you know we've been kind of working away on two 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 other tracks and it got to about four or five in the morning i had a little idea on the bass we made a suggestion sort of like do you want to try something do you want to try something else? Do you want to try this new idea? And and I guess if that's met with anything but you know a grimace, <laughs> then it should be then then you should really run with it, you know, because there must be something in it if uh, you know if if it's if, if people are willing to indulge at that time after a full day of uh, sometimes banging your head against the wall. So when it came about, and most of what you hear in that song happened in that night, which is great, but we brought in some other players to do some other things afterwards. The majority of it came about that time. So there was, I guess it was, we, I guess we felt like we were in one lane and, and I was on the bass. So there was only so far that I could take it when it came to left and right. I'm not a... Uh, I'm 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 not really Jacko Pistorius, you know. I, yeah, I, I, but you got groove, Paolo. You got <laughs> groove. If it flows through you, then it's it's for you. Whereas there are a lot of other instruments that you know require a lot more sort of um, physical practice and discipline in order to truly understand, and then you find your you you know your personality in it. I've seen kids pick up a bass, and the first thing they ever played was the funkiest, coolest shit heard in a long time, you know, because it's just. It lends itself, I think, to something that's just intrinsically human, the bass. Yeah, it's 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 a very good instrument to make lots of happy little mistakes and happy stumble across things, which I love. <laughs> if I, if I can be being constructive while making mistakes, then it's jackpot, you know, because because I'm forever making them. I I find like a lot a lot of my favorite bass lines come from. There's an album that I got, a compilation of. Music from Mauritius, psychedelic sort of music from Mauritius, nineteen seventy, you know, early seventies. Yeah, it's a kind of style of music called Sega music, and and the bass lines are are my favourite to try. And I, I did a lot of that in the lockdown kind of, you know, in the lockdown period. I sat and I played along with those bass lines. And there's another band called Amanaz. Oh, they're amazing. I just sat around when I didn't have anything to do productively and constructively in music and I, I started making playlist after playlist after playlist and I made a couple off, you know, from finding things like Aminaz where it was just like okay there's something really amazing from that early to mid 70s to your point that was going on and some of the more yeah. you know like far reaching parts of the planet they were finding ways to record these records that have been unearthed and this is the funkiest shit I've ever heard yeah I'm enjoying it I'm enjoying writing on the bass as well because it does encourage you to 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 not move around, you know, it's, we're talking two or three chords if you're writing on the bass generally. And and I think sometimes that's enough, you know, sometimes. But then again, there's other there's other songs on there which, which contradict that on the record. There's a lot of wonderful music on there. I mean, yeah, okay, eight years, we can all focus on time. I, I feel like that's, I feel like if quarantine taught us anything is that we should probably not be so obsessed with time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
it just, I think I think when you condense it all, that eight years generally, that kind of becomes four in a way of you do we tour the record for a couple of years, you you then take away those two years where oh, people did um produce and release things at that time. I think for me it felt like I've been I'd been away from performing it so long that I thought that when I was gonna come back with something I cannot I, I wanted to make sure that I could get out there and play it and have that connection that I was talking about at the start of our conversation. But the main thing was that the whole notion to want to do it again was what came about in that time because a lot of the negative aspects that I thought about the whole reality of it that that put me off doing it for, for, for a for a period of time. They that they soon sort of turned themselves into like, you know, positive notions and we've had a few conversations at various points where you've sort of identified some of these challenges but we've never really found the we've ne- we've never found the conversation where to, to to kind of best describe it and i guess for, for the negativity to ultimately find some kind of alchemy into a positive place you, you had to have got your head around it so f- throughout those times when everyone was kind of listening to your music and coming to your shows and you were finding certain things challenging what was kind of what wasn't working for you I guess the whole that whole process of saying here here's what I have, you know, what do you think of it? You know, like, you know, like, like um, I mean, writing songs and making music are are essential for me. There's no question. There was no ifs or buts about what about how I felt about that, or or did I want to do that? That 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 wasn't part of the the problem. It was it was the Exposure, I guess it was the it was the the whole reality of it. It was doing interviews and and taking photographs and all these different things that I became, I, I guess, a little bit uncomfortable with. And 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 I felt like I don't feel like for me personally, if you if you're not one hundred percent want to be in that situation and be on that stage, then I don't think you should ask people to come and watch you because. I, 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 it takes a lot of time, effort, and money for people to do that. I feel that if you're not ready to do it with conviction and and passion, then you shouldn't do it. You know, you're just describing a balanced life, and I think to your point, we expect a lot of artists who get into this this trade of 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 creativity and commerce, which is like, cool, you're on the, you know, all your dreams have come true. Keep keep going, and and. It sounds to me like what you've figured out is a way to put your life and what inspires you first and we'll all, you know, be here or not. And you're okay with that. Well, I mean, as long as I was writing and I was writing and I was happy because no matter where I was and where I was wandering, like he put it, which is true, you know. Um, I was, if I wrote something, even if it was just a small morsel of a song or a bass line or something that I felt was even a thread to pull on, on a song. Like it, sometimes it came as a full song. It was, you know, you're, you're, you're laughing if that happens. And if you, and if you feel like it's as, as good as it can be immediately, then fantastic. Um, may it continue, you know. Alongside that, I was experiencing a lot of different things, a lot of different cultures, a lot of different people. I was, I was building, be it short term, long term relationships with people that that felt like there was a meaning and a 
and a purpose to the whole thing, and 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 it was a fulfilment to the whole experience. It never felt like I was wasting time. I felt like I was exploring. So I was I was on a different sort of you know trip. I guess that's what I meant by the whole lockdown thing because I guess whenever I had that searching to do, I had to do it within the confines of of you know my my house and my garden. That was it. So. There was nowhere to really, and I, and and with that came a lot less, you know, interaction and distractions, and and I guess that's what made me figure a few things out. Help me with the timeline here, bro. You come off the road from Caustic Love. That album is, you know, how I feel. It's an amazing record, and the tour that followed was. You know, I love that album, man. I appreciate this, you, you you saying that. You showed some great support for it then. I remember coming to see you in the studio not long after it was released, actually, and you were you were so enthusiastic about it, and it, and it meant a lot. Thanks, man. It's stunning, bro. And and I mean, every record you put out has been different from the last, and and equally beautiful. But that album felt like you know, okay, you could go away for ten years, and I would have. I'd have felt, you know, satiated as an as a fan, you know. So you decide then to go traveling. You decide to sort of, I mean, the way it was described in an article was a one-way ticket. So can you just sort of elaborate on that experience? Because it's something I think we all dream of having the freedom to do, especially once we grow up in inverted commas, and yet you found a, a way to break free and go do it. So can we talk a bit about that experience? We sort of drew a line in the sand with the tour, and I decided that on that tour, I'd went on to bigger stages, which I'd resisted before. Yeah. Um, before that, we'd had all different opportunities to take into different, to bigger stages, and I'd ended up doing several nights in slightly smaller stages in order to compensate. Didn't feel comfortable doing those. We did those, and I went, and that was a that was a great experience, and but it also was, you know, that had an impact that that I quickly realised why I'd resisted it and I overcame that, but it still had a bit of a, a lasting impact that, that I took with me when we finished. And I went over to New York and stayed with a friend. I was a bit all over the place, I remember that, to say the least, to say the least. And I was I was doing the kind of... Um, I was... <laughs> I was playing this part of the jaded kind of drunk person, you know, in New York. Which in New York you can go there and you can you can you can drink. You could stay in the bar, didn't you know, morning till night. It's a great weekend. Anyone who's old enough to drink and experience that should allow themselves to safely have that have that that Ferris wheel ride. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If only it was a weekend. Well, I was trying to be responsible, you know. But I, mean... <laughs> I got a little polite nudge from the friend I was staying with, who uh, who was kind of like, "Are you sure you don't want to go somewhere else?" You know, are you sure? Are you sure? You... He's like, you know, remember, you know, Tulum, New Mexico was on your bucket list, wasn't it? You know, you've not been there. And he says, and the and the beauty of Mexico is, you know, from here it's only a few hours. If you wait till you go back to Glasgow, geez, you're, you're talking, you know, ten hours, eleven hours. Paolo, so. if you get kicked off the couch in New York, you really fucked up. I've couch surfed in New York <laughs> for three months. People are open to it. I never got kicked. I got I got a little nudge. That's a New York kicking, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little nudge, and then that became the start of this. Like a little, I, be, I became a little fascinated by what what happened there because I went with no. I stayed for about eight weeks, and in that eight weeks, then we couldn't even scrape the surface of all the strange 
serendipitous things that then happened along that way and all the, and all the uh, new experiences that I this had. This is in Tulum. This is in Mexico. Well, this was into them for a little bit, and it started there, and, and, and it, sent, it centered itself around there, but it, it made its way over to different parts, like um, Bacalar, Mahawal. Um, if it wasn't for something that called me back um, at the time, I, I, might, I may well still be there. <laughs> um, but that was the whole notion of like, what could happen if, if that became something that I focused on, if that became something that I just kind of let loose. I think before that, I would have been... I would have been very conscious that it was a, a holiday and that there was other things to do and that, you know, it would have felt irresponsible to just not worry about, you know, the, the, you know how long I was there or, or, you know, why I was there. As we mature, we search, you know, structure presents itself and we willingly embrace it because for, for some reason we think it's going gonna, it's gonna to make things easier. You know, it requires a certain sense of courage to be able to walk away without any, you know, actual available architecture before you beyond whatever the day brings and whoever you run into. And and for all of the great experiences you had, were there any moments when during during your travels where you were like, I'm very far away from home right now? That's that's what I was just about to say. That was the first time I realized that, I, that that wasn't the case. And God, I was like looking at the, at the, I mean, it was the start, the poverty and the division and the class. And again, you know, that getting to going through somewhere like Peru or Bolivia, I mean, it's 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 really insane the the the, the way some you know the, the the means that some people have there. I feel really glad, you know, that I took that time because uh, you know maybe there would have been certain things I was a lot I was ignorant to, and had I not done that, but it's um, essentially if it came to a point where I wasn't writing any music and it wasn't um, that wasn't happening, then nothing would have been an enjoyable thing as such it would have felt like a, it would have probably felt like a, there was an air of desperation about the yeah whole. it would have felt like you were trying to escape something right and this doesn't sound like an escape at all yeah I, you know, I don't know do I know I don't know really but it didn't feel at the time and and and, I, and there's stuff that you know there's music that, that you've heard on this record that, that was part of that journey there's stuff that you're going to hear in the future that was part of that journey and, and uh, you know. This is the point where I get to ask the question I've wanted to ask the whole way through since I heard this album, which was, what song really conjures up the most vivid memory of that time? Like, what one, if you could pick one, was where the location and the environment and the vibe and the feeling was so perfect that it just presented itself and... And it's pretty faithful to that experience on the record. One of the, I, like I said, one of the rare moments where something comes out of nowhere, comes quickly, and like yeah, like you said, it's it comes quickly and and I guess they all come out of nowhere, really, to, to an extent. Yeah, but this one's this one's wait this one's been waiting for you. Well, no, just gotta make sure you whenever wee things come along, you catch them and or try to catch them or catch them memory or version of them or something. Another place we record is, is, is in Valencia, Danny Castellar, who who I produced the record with along with Gavin Fitzjohn, who are they are both without them the the, the, the album without their talent and patience. Uh with uh, with uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But but Danny but so, so Danny's from Valencia in Spain and we um there's a little studio 
um, in, a, in a place called Barchetta, which is about an hour outside of the centre of Valencia, and it's up and it's nestled on top of all these orange groves. And um, and it's it's just got this kind of panoramic um, view of just just nature. Just, it's, be it's a beautiful place. Um, and I've sat and we had this idea, and I, and I, and I have it, and, and we, I write the, the song through the through the echoes, and I'm, I'm thinking about my my little sister. I'm thinking about my little sister, and I'm thinking about, and I think there was something. I think I'd, I I think I'd not long before that given a, you know, been on the phone and you know chewing her ear, lamenting about something. <laughs> And she kind of absorbed that all and, and helped and responded in the way she always does and sort of understood about it the way she always does. And I, I guess I was trying to trying to translate what that meant to me. And it just came out and it was there and I was looking out. You know, there's a glass window in the studio and the sun's coming down and I'm looking out over, over that setting that I explained. And I guess that could, could, could uh, answer the question that you asked me about a vivid um, image, a vivid scene, uh, when something felt quite cosmic, you know, but but very simple, very not complicated, not nothing, not drug induced, not drink induced, just a sober cosmic little moment that meant an awful lot. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been writing more like that? I mean, I last time we spoke, we were pretty open about the benefits of you know, leaning into substances in a certain way. And I know you like a drink. I like a drink. We've had, we've had a drink. Um, yeah, cheers to that. Cheers. I wish I could. It's LA. It's 11.46 in LA. I'm 15 minutes away from appropriate drinking time. There's a small window in LA, right, of appropriate drinking time as well. Well, at least, at least when you're not in like a house party, you know. I have to say, and maybe this is this might, I don't want this to come across as trite, but I mean, from a really, really beautiful place, you, you, you just look awesome. Like your skin is just glowing, you're light in your eyes, the whole thing just feels like you're really present in the whole thing. So I sort of wonder kind of how you've sort of moved through that. It's a very, this is a very specific lighting rig that we have here. There's a, there's a crew of about 10 people around here that, you know, make up. This. Not here. I'm kidding. Uh, no, um, well, look, I don't know. I, if anything, the sun, I always find the sun can hide a lot of sins and can help. I, I, I find, like, generally I kind of get charged a lot by the, the sun. I think it might be the Italian gene. But, yeah, Italy, we just did a little tour there, and it was, I mean, the sun was one thing, and then there was that sun, which was ferocious and angry. Do you still try to get beyond the sober cosmic experiences? Are you still searching for inspiration in, in other things? I mean, I feel like you're ahead of the curve because some of the things that you were doing now are considered to be acceptable forms of psychotherapy. So, I mean, I sort of wonder, you know, whether whether or not you still dabble in spaces searching for different ways to uncover things in your mind or whether you're kind of like, like where's your head at in terms of the way you move from the reality to the spiritual to the substance? Um, well, i tell you what I don't do now. I, do, I never go, I don't, I very rarely go looking for those things, you know. I very, I very rarely sort of, you know. There, there became a period where certain things, I guess, got like linked with certain moments that they, 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 they came hand in hand, and and they, and that's kind of gone out the window. I mean, I, there's times where I find myself in situations that the things come along, and and I make again 
having having done certain things, I really know how I react to certain things, and 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 I know that if I approach it in a certain space, and you can't obviously be be sure of that because you can. I've 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 also at one point thought I'd sussed the the whole thing and then been um, <laughs> knocked on really, your ass. Really, really uh, reminded that no, each thing can be very individual, and uh, so so yeah, I'm not pretending that I've you've cracked it. that, but I, I I can I can have an educated guess now, and um, and yeah, uh, I but yeah, generally, I think you know one of my favourite things is to. As, and when creating, when creating something, when trying to pursue an idea or something, that is a that is a there's the alchemy of that. Trying to that that's a bit pointless. Trying to 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 decipher what what's going to work. You know, what's one drink too many or what's one puff too many? All of that stuff. But certainly not. There's not too much or nothing. It's not going to do you any favors. You know. There's a song on here called Radio, which begins kind of like this this through line that dips up and dips down of this very basic human desire for love and to be loved i liked it because it felt like it was kind of almost a cynical reflection of of this kind of like um disingenuine love Uh, everyone's in love and then it's just kind of it opens up and it's like well wait a minute actually like you know i i'm searching for that too like Maybe I maybe I should embrace that rather than reject it from a distance. And I I love that sentiment, and I feel like that's kind of flows through the album a bit. Is that is that fair to say? Is that was that did that surprise you as a through line as as a continuum? The main thread of the record was just a a, a kind of conscious notion of trying to trying to to you know to to move out of or to, to try and consciously be. Be happier, you know, and 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 maybe pursue something and and, and try to, you know, to stop going over the, the same kind of ground and open up, you know, open open up the mind and and in a, in a completely different way to those, to those kind of all that that hallucinogenic stuff. Just just to a more, just to yourself really, and to sort of see what's in front of you and see what's in the the mirror and not only within yourself but become a bit of a better person to be around <laughs> like you know and and yeah i mean if that's if i get you know love i mean even just like the the notion of, of of liking or loving yourself a little bit more and and doing and and liking what you do and how you do it and what you bring to because you know, like, what what do you bring to the to the whole party? You know, like as, as emotionally as as a person. It's so funny you mention that because the first time we ever really spoke properly in depth was on Caustic Love. I'd been actually warned, like people have been like, he's he can be tough, like he's he can be really tough to talk with. He he doesn't like doing interviews, and people had sort of, in a caring way, sort of said, don't expect him to sort of do the song or dance that people do when they walk in the room. I never got that from you for whatever reason, but I, I got a sense that the expectation, and you touched on this before, can actually drive you deeper into that heaviness as you describe it. That not being comfortable in the environment that everyone's pushing you to be comfortable in just makes you more uncomfortable. Well, I mean, sometimes you're comfortable and sometimes you're not. You know, sometimes, you know, being a human being, I guess, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a situation or an environment that, you know, you, you you can't help but be 
than 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 react to what what you're going through. You know, it's like it's like if you meet someone in the street, it's it's very harsh and hard to sort of base your whole entire opinion on somebody from meeting them one time. You know, because you know you, you don't know what's happened that day. Either. And yet we sort of find ourselves ignoring that basic common sense again because of time and because of this kind of pace that we're all moving in. I've always tried my best to to be empathetic with that notion and, and realize that, you know, we're not supposed to be um spotless and perfect and, and right all the time and even 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 you know everything we do doesn't have to you know, tick the the boxes of acceptability. I mean, you know, it's it's it doesn't. You know, you make a mistake, it doesn't mean you, you are a fucking mistake. You know, um. But you you know, there's obviously, like you said, there's common sense and there's common decency and there's there's certain things that that, that you know that you just that you hope that people know that just can't <laughs> can't be done. But you know, I think I think sometimes. Um, you know, we're we're like I said, we're we're human beings, and we're if you know, if you, we all we have to learn. And, and it's funny because you talk about this kind of overarching desire to want to allow people to make mistakes, and yet you you know, when you talk about making this album, trying to trying to ultimately kind of nudge yourself into that place yourself, right? To acknowledge that it's okay for you as well, right? It's okay for you to be that. Yeah, yeah, or 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 no. <laughs> yes and no. I mean, what I was going on about is maybe saying that, that, you know, maybe I was I was personally becoming, I've not got a desire to want people to make mistakes or let people to make mistakes. I've just got a, you know, like I try to not vilify someone as, as straight away, even if they if they do me wrong or if they come at me or it's there's you know. But then so, you know, again, again, there's 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 variance of that whole thing. Um, you know, for me, it was more like okay, I'm I'm kind of tired of making the same mistakes, and I've kind of you know, I'm I'm I really see what I'm either becoming or of what I am, but these are personal, repetitive things that I that I, that I felt that that generally was usually stuff that that the victim was generally, the the biggest victim was 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 myself. And they were quite inward things that I'm talking about, and I, I think that's that when you talk about an overarching theme to the to the record, um, you know, I found myself going on, on a lot of. That you know, ups and the downs of 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 my life were very, very, were, were piggybacking each other. Were very, very, and 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 I just felt because there's no way I could at least ride the up, <laughs> the positive for a little longer, <laughs> uh, you know, before the inevitable dip happens. But because of course it will, you know. Um, but but I just felt like I wasn't doing that sort of. Uh, you know, that wave any favors by the way I was living my life and the way I was sort of handling myself. If you if you give into it from start to finish, it's a considerable commitment of time that requires you to pause and slow down and really acknowledge the songwriting and the music. And and I urge everyone who's listening to this to do that. It's not an album I feel that you should be just taking one thing off and this, that and everything else. Because not just because the quality of the music, because it's good for your soul. 
to sit down for 70 minutes and just absorb something and just listen to it and appreciate it. And and I just, I love that, man. It's kind of in contrast to everything else that's moving right now. And I, I actually appreciated the fact that you were, that you were really generous with your time on this album. Oh man, that's, that's the, the, the generosity would be the, the other way up. I, I just felt like I had to go, and there was many stages where the, the songs were, were a bunch of songs. Or if, you know, and, and until it becomes an album, that's really what they are, a bunch of songs. It's all, uh, for me, the, and that could be an element of the time that, that things have been you know, a I don't want to say too much because I don't know if I'll, I'll actually follow it through. <laughs> I won't hold you accountable, <laughs> but, but don't worry. You're, you're kind of conjuring other things that, you know, when you go in, out, you know, over that time, I'll go in and I'll do a session, I'll put, and I'll call, I'll call, the people that I want, that I feel that that should be that's right to work with on the on the on the music that we're going to do, I'll call them up and I say we'll go somewhere and we'll go to we'll go there and we'll go for maybe five days or a week or something, you know, if, if the time allows it and everybody's thing. And 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 I'll have a like a feeling or something that you know there'll be a there'll be a little there'll be a cluster of music and a cluster of songs that come out of that session and and. I guess what you hear is something. What when it becomes an album, you kind of get. I guess there's there's songs that come from all of those different little those those notions and and all of those different sort of impulses. And there's other songs that are that are there. So so you know as you're as you're sort of making one thing, there's another thing happening anyway. But even that then has to become what it's going to be. And, and until it's an album, I don't really feel like it's it's an well. It's, it sounds stupid saying it, but until it is an album, it's not an album, <laughs> you know. It's it's a bunch of songs, and yeah, and and really the, the the amount of songs that's more of a product of what I thought it took to become what it should be, rather than a conscious. Okay, let's 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 make up for uh, you know like a you know a lot of people have said, oh, you know, you're making up for lost time. <laughs> like there's some kind of like we've been taking notes saying like every year he's not here, he owes me another four songs. Now that adds up to approximately <laughs> 17 songs and anything less than that, Paolo, is a f***ing kick in the nuts from my point of view as a fan. You know what I mean? One star, one song, one, one song <laughs> shot. Uh, you know, new I guess it's like you're trying to make it like a like a film. Or yeah, a bit, you, you've got, got you've got to see the you complete the thought. You have to complete the thought. Yeah, <laughs> we started talking about Ryder, and sadly we've come to the end of our time. Yeah, then you played that was what you played at the start. <laughs> yeah, I mean that song. I, I loved it when I heard it the first when I got to it on the album. I just isolated that one song and then sent the album, but with that song playing, so so many people I knew, um, people you know, people I know. I just sent everyone. I was just like, you got to songwriters, producers. I was like, you just got to listen to this. This is just like perfectly sums it up. And everyone came back and agreed. It's 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 kind of like one of those moments where the troubadour gets gets his gets his flowers or gets her flowers, gets their flowers. Um. I sort of wonder what, can you just please kind of find some words to try to sort of best put into context that song for you and where it came from and, and, and why it sits, where it sits on the album, what it means? Because I, I really love it. Well, I guess, I guess, you know what, I think, I think it, it comes at the end because I think it was a nice illustration of a lot of the, the things and the, and the and the aspects of my personality that 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 led me to want to you know try to break through you know and maybe 
maybe be be more than what I considered myself to be. And you know, um, it certainly wasn't the last song written on the album. In fact, to the contrary, it was one of the earliest maybe songs written in the whole process. But I think that's why I think I think it was to me it felt like well this kind of says this kind of reminds me of why I wanted to you know, why I had the whole notion in the first place and you know and, and it's certainly it's 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 a, it's a bit of a kind of harsh reflection on you know the character you know the whole the the character self you know like, like, like you know the, the um and and yeah it, I think it for me in, in a way summed up a lot of the, the things that I was talking about and it's not you know the album is 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 full of different things observations some of them are autobiographical and some of them are some of them are about things that I've read or watched or things that are happening to other people and that I guess that song reminded me of that I was the kind of person that somebody could come to if they were in trouble and other times where I was very unreliable and and I was too I was I was maybe you know the times when as a person you're you're not really that emotionally available or or, or you know you can't you can't provide that kind of solace and and and, <laughs> and support because generally you know because you 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 don't have it in yet sometimes and sometimes you do some yeah I think we all do that a lot of times as well you know we give this advice to people who are struggling and we could when then the next day go out and completely contradict it. I find that I've done it. I find that people that give me advice do it. We're flawed. What a a funny, flawed race. We're a funny, flawed race of species. We're a weird Uh, species. But, you know, we we do have times where we, we, we can do, you know, we do good. We can do good and we can help people. And I think, you know, try at least to try and help people is, is a good idea. Um, even if maybe you can't all the time. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another conversation on the interview series. That's a rare one with Paolo Natini. Stick around. Well over 100 conversations right here now for you to dive into. Another one coming next week. Take care.